here in the New Testament. April 1st, the book of Luke, chapter 9, verses 28 through 50. About eight days later, Jesus took Peter, James, and John to a mountain to pray. And as he was praying, the appearance of his face changed, and his clothing became dazzling white. The two men, Moses and Elijah, appeared and began talking with Jesus. They were glorious to see. And they were speaking of how he was about to fulfill God's plan by dying in Jerusalem. Peter and the others were very drowsy and had fallen asleep. Now they woke up and saw Jesus' glory and the two men standing with him. As Moses and Elijah were starting to leave, Peter, not even knowing what he was saying, blurted out, Master, this is wonderful. We will make three shrines, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. But even as he was saying this, a cloud came over them, and terror gripped them as it covered them. Then a voice from the cloud said, This is my son, my chosen one. Listen to him. When the voice died away, Jesus was there alone. They didn't tell anyone what they had seen until long after this happened. The next day, after they had come down the mountain, a huge crowd met Jesus. A man in the crowd called out to him, Teacher, look at my boy, who is my only son. An evil spirit keeps seizing him, making him scream. It throws him into convulsions, so that he foams at the mouth. It is always hitting and injuring him. It hardly ever leaves him alone. I begged your disciples to cast the spirit out, but they couldn't do it. You stubborn, faithless people, Jesus said. How long must I be with you and put up with you? Bring him here. As the boy came forward, the demon knocked him to the ground and threw him into a violent convulsion. But Jesus rebuked the evil spirit and healed the boy. Then he gave him back to his father. Awe gripped the people as they saw this display of God's power. While everyone was marveling over all the wonderful things he was doing, Jesus said to his disciples, Listen to me and remember what I say. The Son of Man is going to be betrayed. But they didn't know what he meant. Its significance was hidden from them, so they could not understand it. And they were afraid to ask him about it. Then there was an argument among them as to which of them would be the greatest. But Jesus knew their thoughts. So he brought a little child to his side. Then he said to them, Anyone who welcomes a little child like this on my behalf welcomes me. And anyone who welcomes me welcomes my Father who sent me. Whoever is the least among you is the greatest. John said to Jesus, Master, we saw someone using your name to cast out demons. We tried to stop him because he isn't in our group. But Jesus said, Don't stop him. Hi guys, my name is Rick Rhodes. I'm in phase two. Um, just wanted to share my testimony with you. Um, I'd like to read a couple verses before I get started. Uh, first one is Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And the next one is the book of John, chapter 6, verse 44. 
No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him. Um, so I'd just like to share a little bit what that means to me and how the Father drew me to the refuge. Um, this is my second time through. The first time um, I had been out on the streets um, of the hilltop for about four or five days. Uh, my parents had kicked me out. I had not answered my mother's phone call for, uh, she'd been calling me all those five days and uh, my phone had about 2% battery left on it when she texted me and said, if I never see you again, I just wanted to tell you I love you. And then she sent me a second text telling me about the refuge. And I immediately called her and told me to come get me. Um, I can't explain. Um, you know, I, I know that it was God now, but uh, back then, it just, I just immediately called her after not answering her phone call for five days straight. And just walking the streets with the same clothes on. So after she brought me to the refuge, um, in September of 2018, I was born again. Phase one, I found the Lord. He had been seeking me that whole time, chasing after my heart, and I finally uh, let go of the pride and stubbornness that I had and just told him I couldn't do it and I needed him. And from there, I felt a change. Um, I can't really explain it. It's hard to explain, I'm sure. Some or most of you guys know how it feels, hopefully. Um, but from there, I, I felt a change, and I, I wasn't reading scripture as much as I should yet, but I knew that something had changed, and um, I was hoping it was that um, Jesus had come into my heart. Um, so, fast forward to phase two, last time here. Uh, during quiet time, I started reading the book of Matthew, and I got all the way through it, started reading it again, got halfway through, and um, God just started revealing to me certain things, like that, that first verse I read in Matthew chapter 11, um, and, and it just started to click. Um, so that was when uh, God's living and active word started to speak to me. And I could understand the things that Christ was trying to tell me through His, through his Word. Um, that was me He was talking to. He knows me. Um, he knows my heart. He wants my heart. And uh, from then on, I just remember going to Columbus, reading my Bible there, and just getting um, wisdom from God and getting to know Him better through scripture and prayer, and uh, eventually, um, my time in the ministry was great last time, I loved it, um, I was a CIT for a little while, and I, I messed up and got exited, um, when I left the ministry, um, God still orchestrated it for me to um, receive blessings from Him somehow, some way, I don't, I, I don't deserve it, but he gave me, gave me a car, a job, I started taking my son to school, and everything was okay for a while, and that was only because I was in my word every day, um, I was in communion with him through prayer, um, and I just was earnestly trying
trying to seek him every day um, after I left the refuge, uh, but I fell away from that, and that's key. We have to, he, he tells us that he's the, the true vine, and we are the branches, and if we abide in him, we will bear much fruit, but without him we can do nothing. And that is the absolute truth, because I stopped going to church, um, I wasn't reading my scripture as much, I wasn't praying as much, and I fell away, and the enemy um, saw an opportunity to you know, attack me, and I gave in to those temptations. Um, so, uh, I guess fast forward a little bit, I went, I was using, like every week or so, uh, every five, seven days. And then one night, um, I had decided I was going to wake up the next day and use. And, um, that morning I read a verse in Ephesians, uh, the part of the armor of God. It says to put on God's full armor, um, so that you can stand against the schemes of the devil. And I also um, heard God speak to me through the radio. Um, I was listening to a gospel station, and he said, don't give up what you want the most for what you want right now. So that day that I chose to um, go out and chase sin and temptation and um, drugs, he, he, tried, he tried to speak to me through that verse, through um, that that radio station, uh, what they were saying as a motivational speech or whatever, uh, he tried to speak to me. Um, but I went out and I did it and I OD'd and he even orchestrated that in the sense that, um, the, the cop found me just in time so they could Narcan me, uh, wake me up. He said I was, I was blue and lifeless when they found me. And, uh, after that, I, uh, I came back to the refuge and, um, everything's, I know this is where I need to be. Um, you know, Jesus is my Lord and savior and he's sought me and fought for me and came after my heart so many times and I've never deserved it. And I've been asking myself lately, what what am I going to do with this gift of grace that he's given me? Um, so that's where I'm at right now. And I just, he's been fighting for me this whole time and he's drawn me here last time, this time. And I need to stand up and fight for him. And I know that's what I need to do, but I still have to try and live in his will. Um, I have to give it to him every single day. I wake up every day and ask the Lord to use me as his vessel. The only way I'm going to make it after these 13 months in completion is abiding in him and being a part of the church, uh, serving, outreach, um, community groups, all that stuff. That's the only way we're going to make it, have accountability like, like all of our refuge, um, authorities talk about all the time that's the only way we're going to make it is abiding Christ in full like scripture tells us and I, I think that's about all I got I know this has been a little bit long um, 
But last but not least, I'm going to shout out to my brother Glenn, also known as Glenny the Pooh. Love you, Glenn. Love all you guys. Um, God bless you. See you later.